Welcome to Word Anchor Podcast with Dr. Karen Kambule, where we search the scriptures to find solutions to life's issues. Download to this episode, share it with your friends and family, stay blessed, and remember to make the Word of God your anchor. Thank you for tuning in to Word Anchor Podcast. We continue with our series, Be Healed. And this episode is titled, The Weapons for Our Healing. In the previous episode, we looked at the testimonies of people that were healed through their faith. One of them was the woman with the issue of blood. And the other one is the man, Bartimaeus, who was born blind. We were encouraged through that episode to contend for our healing by faith, to use our faith. To not let the enemy keep us in bondage through sickness and disease, but to rise up in faith and to not be dependent on other people, but to use our own faith. Because God is a faithful God and God is not a respecter of persons. When you go to him in simple faith, he will honor his word. And today we're saying, let us look at the weapons that we can use to be able to get our healing from the Lord. Someone may ask, how do I get my healing? What weapons do I use to get my healing? I want to say to you, God honors his word. That which we find in his word as a weapon of our warfare, as a weapon that we can use against the enemy, that is the word of God. If God says so in his word and we use that, he will honor his word. The Bible says to us, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So for you to say, you are going to rise up in faith. You must first hear what the word of God says. You need to rise up in faith after hearing the word of God. The Bible also says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Therefore, it is the word of God that we need to know and meditate on. Unless we meditate on the word of God, we will not know the weapons that are to be used so that you deal with healing once and for all. God has given us weapons for our healing. He has not limited us to one weapon. The Bible is full of those weapons. It is God that prepares us for the battle for our healing. Take for example, a soldier goes to battle fully armed, not with one weapon, not with one bullet, but with a full armor. Government provides all that is required for a soldier to go to battle. The armored vehicles, the guns and the bombs and the protective clothing, even the food that the soldiers eat is provided by the one that sends the soldier to battle. When all that is provided, all that is left is for the soldier to fire at the enemy. A soldier cannot have all these weapons and then blame government when they have lost the battle. Of course, sometimes the enemy becomes too smart, too numerous, too strong and fully determined to win the battle. And the government that sends the other soldier, they expect the soldiers to be more than the enemy and to win every battle. Similarly, God has provided all that we need to fight the battles in as far as sickness is concerned and all the life issues that we may face. And God expects us to stand therefore. And after we have done everything, he expects us to stand even then. In this time and this season where we are facing 
a pandemic. Yes, we'll talk about it because it is what we are facing daily. It is a time where each and every individual need to stand on the word of God. It is a time where we are isolated. We cannot congregate en masse. We cannot be many. We cannot fellowship properly. We cannot fellowship the way we expect to a fellowship. Um, it's not even easy. Even when the church is opened, you are not allowed to lay hands on one another. So it is a time where we contend for our faith individually in the comfort of our own homes or in the discomfort of isolation centers and hospitals. But God has given us the weapons. God has given us that which we need to fight with. It is very important for a believer to know what the word of God says concerning healing. It is your weapon. The word of God is your weapon. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword. If you take anything out of the Be Healed series on healing, it is what the word of God says concerning healing. You need to know what the word of God says concerning healing. You believe that, you run with it, you'll see God doing miracles in your life. Arm yourself with the word of God. You must take the shield of faith and stand against the walls of the devil and you must take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, as it is written in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17. It is you that must protect yourself through faith as a shield. It is you that must fight and go on the offensive with the word of God as a sword. God has given us that which we need. All we need to do is to stand up and fight. We need to use his word and after everything we have done to stand and say, God, we have done that which is written in your word. The first weapon that I want to talk about is the weapon of faith. We have spoken about faith before. We've actually got quite a few episodes where we touch on faith. Well, the word of the Lord is always fresh. The word of the Lord can be repeated at any given time. It is always right for that season and for that time. On faith, in the previous episode, we talked about the issue of faith, where Jesus Christ said to the woman with the issue of blood, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. So this woman had faith and Jesus said it was her faith that made her well. It was not the faith of Jesus. It was not the faith of the disciples. It was the faith of a woman that probably had met Jesus only that one time. But because she had heard about Jesus, she had heard about the power of healing that is in Jesus. She went out and the words that she spoke determined the action that she was going to take. And it also predetermined the response that she would get. She said, if I touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, that is her action, then I will be healed. That is what she expects to happen. It is a predetermined response that she was expecting. And that is a simple thing. She decided, I will go and touch the hem of the garment of Jesus and I will be healed. You and me today have faith to receive healing. We need to use it. If that woman had spoken and said, if I may touch the hem of the garment of Jesus, and then she sat at home and did nothing, nothing would happen. If she just spoke in her home and said, I believe Jesus Christ can heal me, and did not rise up to go to Jesus so that she can be healed, she would have gone to the grave bleeding still. But she took an action. Faith requires you to stand up. Either you're going to say something about the situation, or you're going to stand up and go somewhere and do something and believe God to respond to your action or to your way. We can never speak enough about faith. Faith is a shield for us. When the enemy throws his sickness punches, you and me must use the faith against him. 
you believe God has healed you and by believing you defeat the enemy. So if you if the enemy throws a punch and instead of you believing God, you then believe the enemy's report, then he establish his attack upon your life. But if he throws that punch of sickness and you stand on the word of God, you stand with God and say, I am healed by his stripes. The enemy will not have power over the words that you speak as long as it is the word of God. You'll actually be saying to the enemy, you cannot afflict me because I believe in Jesus' power to heal me. So you defeat the enemy. You deflate his power with a shield of faith. You're saying, no, this cannot happen in me. The weapon that has been formed cannot prosper in my life. You stand up and say, the Lord shall raise up the standard against my enemies. By faith, the word of God is established in your life. So that is a great weapon. Faith is a great weapon. And you must exercise faith. Exercise faith, child of God. Exercise faith. Of course, you cannot say you're going to exercise faith on big things that are scaring you when you have not even believed God for a simple headache. You need to daily exercise your faith. You need to daily seek the word of God, speak it, go to God, pray about it, and by faith receive the things that you are asking of God. When you're dealing with bigger issues of life, then your faith would have been established or sufficient for you to deal with an even bigger enemy. So I want to say to you today, use the weapon of faith. If you say, I don't think I have faith, pray about it. Because the Bible says, it is God that gives us the measure of faith. And that faith, the Bible says, even a faith as small as a mustard seed. With that small faith, you can speak to a mountain and tell it to move, and it shall be moved. Of course, we're not dealing about mountains here. You have no business dealing with the mountains. But the mountain of sickness, the mountain of financial trouble that you're facing, the word of God says to you, even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. But if you don't use that small faith, the mustard seed faith that you have, then you cannot go and expect to have big faith when you have not even bothered with a little faith that you have. So the first weapon that we ought to use is our faith. The second weapon that we have, Jesus Christ was beaten. In Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, it says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. This is Isaiah the prophet speaking about the coming Christ hundreds of years before Jesus Christ came. He spoke it as if it has been done, whereas it was not yet, but it happened. Jesus Christ came, and he that was written about in the book of Isaiah, the things that were written about him, the volumes of books that was written about him, it came to pass. Jesus Christ suffered physically so that we'll be healed physically. Some people are happy to receive salvation and be content with that only and leave the healing part as an option for God. You cannot give God an option when it comes to your healing. Why? Because Jesus Christ suffered. He cannot suffer so much. And then you stand up before God and say, if you choose to heal me, Lord, heal me. No, you believe that you are saved because of the blood of Jesus. That became an atonement for your sins. And you do not doubt as a child of God that you are saved. You believe that you believe that you believe that you are saved. You are still on this earth though and you are still prone to sin. But you still believe that you are saved. Yet when it comes to healing, some brothers and sisters do not want to believe in the same manner. Christ's suffering was both for the atonement of our sins. Blood that was spilled was for our sins. 
but also on the day where his blood was spilled for our sins, his body was striped. He was beaten on his back on that very day. The blood is for our sins and the stripes is for our healing. The wound, the stripes, the piercing, it was a payment Jesus suffered for us. Remember that when Adam sinned, death came and sickness came, which would bring death on humanity. And Jesus Christ was beaten on his back so that he can then pay the price for our sicknesses. They could have just nailed Jesus on the cross and let him die. But no, so that scripture can be fulfilled, they beat him first. They pierced him first. They wounded him first. That Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 would be fulfilled. He suffered in his flesh before giving up the spirit. And that was never in vain. Remember that the animal that used to be sacrificed in the temple for the sins of the people, it was never beaten. It was never striped. It was killed once. Blood was spilled and the high priest sprinkled that blood on the mercy seat. That was for the atonement for sins. If the plan of God was for Christ's death to be only for the atonement, then Jesus Christ would just have been nailed on the cross or had his head cut so that he can die and his blood provided for atonement. But he had to be striped first before dying. And that was never in vain. There is a reason for him being striped. Isaiah has put it, by his stripes we are healed. Therefore, beloved of the Lord God, never underestimate the above scripture and its fulfillment. Jesus Christ suffered in his flesh so that your flesh and mine can be healed. Therefore, you can rise, child of God, and say, by his stripes I am healed. I am healed of COVID-19 by his stripes. I am healed of cancer by his stripes. I am healed of HIV, AIDS by his stripes. I am healed of sugar diabetes by his stripes. By the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ, I am healed. You can declare that with, declare it. Continue declaring it and the Lord will establish your declaration that by the stripes of the Lord Jesus, I am healed. Praise be to the King of Kings. He is the one that came and suffered for his subjects. He is a wonderful King. The third weapon I want to talk about, the weapons that I'm talking about today are not just the only weapons, but I've chosen the four weapons. The blood of Jesus. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. The devil is an accuser. He is the one that accused Job of being loyal to God because of the provision of God on his life. And then he went out and afflicted Job to prove his hypothesis as true. So he told God, if you move your hand away from Job, if you no longer provide for him, if you no longer protect him, if I touch his children, if I touch his flocks, and everything that pertains to Job, he is going to turn against you, God. And God let him. And Satan went out and touched Job. In every manner that you can touch a human being, Satan went after Job in a big way. He lost his children. He lost his flocks. He lost everything. And the last thing that he lost was his health. He touched his skin and his skin was full of sores all over. He had, and he had to sit down outside and scratch his sores daily. It was a painful sight that Job was in. The devil had accused him of being loyal because of material possessions and blessings. But glory be to Jesus. We live in a time where the blood has been spilled for us. Job lived in a time where the blood of Jesus was not yet spilled for us, where Jesus Christ was not yet striped for us. 
So the devil accused Job and Job stood before God on his own righteousness. But we have Jesus Christ. We are living after Jesus Christ has been striped. We have no business accepting sickness and disease. This scripture says we overcome the accuser by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb has been spilled. We testify that the blood of Jesus has been spilled. Jesus Christ is our Lord. He is our healer. His blood has been spilled for us. When he was striped, blood was spilled. When he was wounded, blood was spilled. When he was pierced on his flesh, blood was spilled. Then because of this blood, we overcome the enemy. He has nothing to accuse us of. He cannot even say, because you have sinned, therefore you must be sick. We reject this theology that says, I'm being punished because I have sinned. We point to the blood of Jesus. When we have sinned, we come back to the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, grace upon grace comes upon us. Where sin abounds, grace abounds even more. When the enemy says to you, you deserve to have this sickness or that disease because you have sinned, you must point to the blood. There is no more punishment befitting our sins. None, not one, not sickness, not even death. We cannot overcome death by the blood of the Lamb and fail to overcome sickness by the same blood of the Lamb. The blood has been spilled for us. And this word says we overcame him. Revelation was written before you and I was born, before you and I were born, but the blood had already been spilled for us. We overcame him. Apostle John wrote the book of Revelation. Then, more than 2,000 years ago, he was writing about us. He was saying, us, you and me, child of God, have overcame the accuser of the brethren by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We have the blood. We have the testimony that says, The blood has already been spilled. We have a testimony that says Jesus Christ has already died for us. We have a testimony that says he has already been striped for us. And we believe that testimony and we hold it against the enemy. We're saying, Satan, not here, not now. Jesus Christ has already suffered. We are not going to suffer anymore. We refuse to suffer. We resist the devil. We point him to the blood and we know that he is the one that is always after us. The Bible says resist him. Continue to resist him. He's going to throw a punch. Resist him. He's going to send sickness. Resist him. He's going to send COVID-19. Resist the devil. He's going to send HIV AIDS. Resist him. He's going to send cancer. Resist the devil. If you're going to die, child of God, die resisting the devil. Never accept defeat from the enemy. Never. Because Jesus Christ has already suffered once and for all. You stand there against the enemy and say, not me. There is the blood of Jesus. He says, I saw you doing this and that yesterday. You say, yes, the blood of Jesus is still valid for me even today. Overcome the enemy, child of God. Point to the blood. We overcame him. John saw us overcoming the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. What are you testifying today, child of God? Is it your testimony to say my aunt was killed by sugar diabetes and therefore we are also having sugar diabetes will die of that? No, no, that is not your testimony. Maybe it is your aunt's testimony, but not yours. You cannot accept that testimony. There is only one testimony. Jesus Christ died and rose again for us, for me and you. Use the blood of Jesus. Bleed the blood of Jesus. Stand on the blood of Jesus. It is valid even today. 
His blood speaks of better things than the blood of Abel. His blood speaks of better things than the blood of the goats and the cattle and the sheep that used to be uh, spilled at the temple. Today we are the temple. The blood has already been spilled. The one whose blood was spilled is dwelling inside of you, child of God. Therefore, the blood of Jesus is functioning right from within you. You don't need to go to Israel, to that temple, and sprinkle blood. The mercy seat is not, no longer even there. The blood of Jesus is already within us. He has been striped. He has been beaten. The blood has been spilled. Use that. The last thing I want to speak about is the name of Jesus. That is a very powerful weapon. The name of Jesus. You remember the story of Peter after they had uh, received the baptismal of the Holy Spirit. Peter and the disciples that were in the upper room and the Holy Spirit fell upon them. After that, the first miracle Peter did, after being baptized with the Holy Spirit, Peter and John were going to the temple. Acts chapter 3 verse 6. They met a man there at the temple gate called Beautiful. This man was asking for money, for arms, for anything that they could give him. He was expecting money from Peter and John. But Peter looked at this man and said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. How? In the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus. This time he did not say rise up and walk according to your faith. He said rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Peter and John, they walked with Jesus. They heard Jesus speak. They saw him doing miracles, signs and wonders. Jesus even sent them out to go and heal the sick. He sent them out with his authority and off they went. But when the disciples failed to cast out a demon from a boy, Jesus came to their rescue and cast it out. Then he taught them about prayer. So these are the people that had witnessed Jesus using his authority over sickness and disease. But when Jesus Christ left, they did not have the benefit of his physical presence. He left them with his name, saying, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 14 verse 14. Is anything, if it's sickness, ask in my name, I will do it. If it is a job that you require, ask in my name, I will do it. If it is marriage that you require from the Lord, ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is a commitment. Our God is not a son of man. He never lies. There was never a single lie in Jesus. He spoke the truth. When he said, ask me anything in my name, I will do it. He meant it. The first miracle these disciples did in the name of Jesus was healing this man who was born lame at the gate called Beautiful. This man was expecting silver or gold. They did not have that. If they had and they had given him, he would have been back there the following day, begging at the gate of the temple. You know, sometimes the things that we think we need are not the things we need. God knows what we need. And that which we need is something that will help us to rise up and be more effective, to rise up and be able to do things for ourselves. He needed something better than silver and gold. This man needed healing so that he can go and work for the silver and the gold. Peter stretched out his hands and held him up as he was offering him healing in the name of Jesus. You and I have been given this very name of Jesus. The name of Jesus, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The Bible says God has highly exalted Jesus 
and given him a name that is above every other name. Oh, glory to Jesus. The name that is above every other name. This is the name that comes with authority. Jesus Christ said, ask in his name. It is the father that exalted the name of Jesus. There may be other Jesuses somewhere in Israel, but there is one Jesus whose name was highly exalted. And Peter and John, they used the name. When they were with Jesus, they were not necessarily using the name of Jesus. They were using the authority he gave them. They were going there, healing the people, raising the dead and doing whatever that they were doing. And now that Jesus Christ had been to heaven and he had already told them, if you ask in my name, I will do it. They began using his name. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that man at the gate called Beautiful rose up and walked. He jumped, he leapt, praising God. He received a miracle in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is still powerful even today. At the name of Jesus, even demons, they tremble at his name. These weapons have been given to us. Use them, beloved child of God. Be healed by your faith. Search and find a word for your situation. Claim that thing by faith. Be healed by the stripes of Jesus. Be healed by the blood of the Lamb. Be healed by the word of your testimony. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, the name that is above every other name, the name that is highly exalted by the Father, the name that we have been given, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, at the name of Jesus every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In your name, Father God, I ask that you heal everyone that is listening to this podcast. I ask that you touch and heal them, Father, in the name of Jesus. Heal them by the stripes of Jesus. Manifest the way that says, by his stripes we are healed. Heal them, my heavenly Father God, as they rise up in faith, believing the way that says, by his stripes we are healed. Manifest your word. You are God that is faithful. When you have spoken a word, Father, you are the one that goes out and seeks that word to fulfill it. Fulfill it even today, Father God. COVID-19 has been given a name, but oh, praise God, that name that we have, the name of Jesus, is above this COVID-19. Therefore, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray and I ask, Father, heal everyone listening to this podcast right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, touch and heal them, my heavenly Lord. In Jesus' precious holy name, we are healed by the blood of the Lamb. We are healed. In your name, Jesus, we rise up, my heavenly Father, God healed, because the word of God says so. We are healed by your stripes. I pray, Father God, that we will rise up and use these weapons you have given us. You did not leave us as orphans. We left us with your word. You came to heal us, Jesus. Even today, you are dwelling inside of us, mighty God. Rise up within us, my heavenly Father God. Let the word of God, my heavenly Father, that you see in us, be made manifest in our lives. And to everyone that is listening, I speak healing. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Father, that you hear me when I pray that you give answers to our prayers. Thank you, Father, that your power is never diminished, that you are faithful to your word. I trust you, Father, and I believe your word. Let the people of God be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to Word Anchor Podcast. Please share with your family and friends. Remember to check out the show notes, connect with me on social media platforms, give feedback also, and continue to spread the word. Tune in for the next episode and make the word of God your anchor.